how about that? Okay. Give me a reason to be petty, Jake. I didn't do any of my homework that we had talked about. <laughs> I literally took 15 minutes after playing WoW and got shit. Hop on that bitch right now. Grab some shit that That's looks That's what cool. I'm pulling right now. That's what I'm looking at the D&D website right now. Here, hold on. Uh, there actually is a there. That's the unearth, unearthed Arcana link. I hate that this cup says man cave. I really do. It's my favorite fucking cup because it's like. That's what I'm already it's looking like at. 18 cool. ounces. Right. And that's a good deal of coffee, man. So did you look at the subclasses or what did Whatever. you look at? Look at the shit on, on Unearthed Arcana. Look at something that you might find kind of cool. The spells and magic tattoos sound kind of rad. Click on that. Use that as yours. There's you didn't also use it though. Hey, you <laughs> grab shit, Jake. Okay. There is a specific reason why I didn't personally pick it. Because like right after I had this idea, I listened to a podcast and they started talking about it. It was gotcha. one of the things I follow on uh that I back on Patreon. They have like a monthly thing. And one of theirs is like, yeah, they were just digging through some shit that they found about D D that they liked. And I was like, it's kismet. I just had this idea and then they had it two months ago, but I didn't hear about it until like 15 minutes after I thought about it. So I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But now if you find, just find some things that you think are pretty cool. Like there's this giant list of new class features and I'm only going to be using one small bit of it. I saw the psionics and I almost went with that, but Go for it. Ionics are tough to play. Though. I know. That's that was, I, I was expecting it. you to select that too. Cause I was like, you know what? Jay's probably going to pick psionics because there Dude, are that character. Uh, man, that character was fun to put together. Well, hold on. I should say it was kind of fun to play, but not necessarily fun to put together. I mean, hell, I remember when and Jeff upkeep. used to come over with his, like what his second edition books, the red ones. Yeah. And, just listening to everything and i'm just sitting there like fuck this <laughs> even as a little kid like the fact that i that we know so that i know so much about it just through the osmosis of that like i still remember him trying to explain Thacko because i have no yeah. idea what he was talking about to this fucking day except yeah, the fact me that either Thacko s wacko hello and welcome to another episode of a brother's crawl that's jake that's bob Ooh, that that was poppy. That's because I was like right up on my microphone. Uh huh. Jake, no, don't do fillet. <laughs> don't fillet. All right, I know it's yours, and you're allowed to if you want to. You know what you do in your home is you know sacred between you, God, and whatever demons you want to <laughs> fuck. But nah, man, just nah. Can we not? Yeah, yeah, we won't. Okay. No, oh, sorry. I have a window open. That's a neighbor. You want me? Uh, let me close the window real quick. Okay. The real question is, does he have pants on? No, he does not. <laughs> I could hear you laughing and I heard you say something, but I couldn't tell what you said. Your lack of pants. No, dude, I'm wearing shorts. You're wearing bright red shorts. Yeah. 
Dude, I'm just wearing red gym shorts. That's my underwear. <laughs> because you're like tall AF. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what would you see a lot of people with like normal work at like the cloth workout shorts? Man, those are so high right on me. Like high up my thighs. Like if I actually wore those when I worked out, my balls would fall out. <laughs> so but they do make good sleep time underwear because <laughs> your, your balls fall out. Oh, well, you're sleeping. Fuck it. Right. I, I am. I, I did completely forget how we normally do intros. I did the hello and welcome to another episode. Yeah. Is it because we usually go like 20 minutes in media res before we do an intro? Probably. Probably. So I'll just go in with the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Uh, I had an idea yesterday that honestly I, I felt was fun because I hate not playing D&D. I hate that every time we set up a date, something happens. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate not being able to play. So figured uh, we'd have a day of, we had two options, one talking about WoW, the other talking about D&D. So what we're going to do is we're going to bust through some of the unearthed arcana on uh, Dungeons & Dragons, you know, the official playtesty stuff, not not full homebrew. If we wanted to go full homebrew, man, I got some folders, y'all. True, you I have do. a lot of homebrew shit just sitting there. It's like, man, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Or I could bust out my uh, six spreadsheet. Each spreadsheet has like four or five different tabs in it of the kineticist which is almost as big as the fucking uh, Mystic that was actually released before they realized it was broken as fuck and pulled it back. So, yeah, I figured we'd dig in some Unearthed Arcana, find some stuff that we liked, and, of course, like always, Jake. Did Jake. Dude, like, no joke, Thursday? So, on top of watching Gus... I had to do my normal work and I had to put together a last minute feeder report because they updated the template for my Navy stuff. And I found out about it Wednesday night. So basically I had 24 hours. And so my motivation is kind of shit. So I meant to look last night, but even with Gus wasn't feeling good yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I think it's his food, though. Oh yeah, you really need to find one something of the that's treats. good. Yeah, well, dude, we bought like the the good like Yukonuba stuff and all of that, and it's just been like squirts. So, uh, let's see. Uh, did you make sure? Uh, does it have grain? Um, I don't know. There's a chance it might be the grain. You think so? Yeah, because uh, Pip, like the only food we can get them is. No grain and salmon based. Like really, what is it? The Purina or whatever salmon and uh, pumpkin. Uh-huh. That's basically all we get them. Man, does it stink! But that pungency is what the dogs like, so right. they fucking gobble it. Mouse starting to learn how to open the fucking container. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and now that he knows that that big drum has toys in it. He finds it wherever you put it in the house, and he will open it. Yeah, 
Oh shithead! I swear to God, man. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, dude, he's already because he'll hit eight weeks on Monday, um, and he already has kind of, and it's not all the time, but it's happened enough to where it's like, oh, good boy, Gus, that he will sit and look at the sliding glass, the sliding door, uh, in the the dining room to go outside. Good. Yeah, and also with uh with Annie there as a guide for what to do. <laughs> yes and no. Even though she probably avoids them. She does because he <laughs> likes to like lick the slobber from her jowls. No. Oh! So gross, dude. And oh, then, think about what that's going to look like in about six months with him jowl drooling and licking her drool. Yeah. And oh! then he will like not my fetish. at her jowls. Or nip at her ear, or like the flabby part, uh-huh, you know, from her neck pop. to her chest. Yeah, um, he he tries to zuckle on the zipple, and it's like, bro, that's that's dried it's up. Dry. You're not gonna get anything out of that. Um, so yeah, he uh, he's like more underfoot, and she, you could tell that she's really trying to be patient with him. Uh, and she's really trying to help, but he's just so annoying. And she will eventually snap at him, and oh, yeah, that will, will that will teach him. That it takes that a while is, before yeah. she snaps. But like I had to get into the habit of uh, like right here on the back of the neck, which is usually the no. Like when uh, with the parent animal, it was like, okay, you're done. Lift up. So if like going too wrong, make sure to pinch that when I say no. Not like you know grab yeah. it but you know just like pinch it up it's like hey no yeah worked really yeah. well on pit because <laughs> at least we had her since pop so if she's freaking out to the point where if you just like like gently if you just gently go like that with it mm-hmm. she'll be fucking she was like okay <laughs> it's not cool. a bad idea I'm not freaking out anymore it's not a bad and idea. he has he has enough skin <laughs> dude he's all like head and legs like it's so funny because it's like a like baby just... deer or baby horse like trying to learn how to walk <laughs> he does like so the stairs that go upstairs to the like the bathroom and the bedrooms and everything so he can go up and down those stairs now um, oh really nice it's it's not like a one fluid it's motion fast. no <laughs> And like going down the stairs, he's like just slid along his belly down the stairs. Oh, such and a then, cute puppy. And then he'll get to the next to last step and then he'll just jump. <laughs> like he'll jump the That's what skip the last did. step. And then he'll just like dude, he just like spread eagles because he hits the deck. <laughs> it's like so he can't cute. figure out how to land, so he just like flops whenever he lands. <laughs> yep. He doesn't fall gracefully either, dude. <laughs> he flops. Same way with jump, like even getting off of the patio, like he hops. He hops off the patio. And even then, like because he hops, like he can lose his footing and he'll just like face plant. It's the fun. Oh, yeah. The, it's going to be even funnier when he grows up and still has that habit. Yeah. And he just, you see this like freaking 50 pound dog just. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So it's pretty adorable, man. Yeah, he had to go to the emergency vet yesterday because he was feeling so bad. And just, I mean, he had his Parvo shot, but wanted to make sure it wasn't Parvo, even though I didn't see any blood in the poo or anything like that. 
But of course, all the vets and everybody absolutely loved him because he's like so social and so, so soft. Yeah. Oh God, it's going to be sad when he grows into his fur and is no longer that fluffy. Yeah. Or that fuzzy. He's yeah. not fluffy. He's just soft and fuzzy. He is, but dude, he looks like sickly from where not like trying not to feed him from where he was feeling bad and everything. So yeah, go get a small thing of I uh, I believe it's purine. I'll double check and get back at you. They gave us like a can of food, like a digest, like to help with digestion. Um, or just go buy some freaking sweet potatoes. We do have sweet potatoes. We've sweet potatoes are like, really good. I know. Um, uh, have like canned um, smushed pumpkin like what you would use yeah that's what i did with ollie when he got bad yeah when something happened to him but i don't know anyway back to D &D. back to D &D. okay not dogs and dogs but dungeons and dragons okay (laughs) so we got a few things lined up here uh i have a few that i that i found that i'm focusing on but you only have the you only found the one so far, right? Well, I'm trying to decide if I want to also look at look at the psionics. You yeah, know, you want to look at up. the psionics. Yeah. Oh, psionic options revisited. Yes, there's also a couple psionic subclasses: the wizard, rogue, fighter one, but not look at the psionics because you have more experience with that, having played a psionic. <clears throat> Yeah. Back in, you know, the dark times. No, that was just post-dark times. Because I think I started my psionic just after um, just after Voldemort. So no, I think I, we had the psionic. I'm talking about the game itself. The game. Oh, gotcha. Because like the, 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 that was like second edition, right? That you had the psionics or was it in 3.5? It was three five. Okay, but the psionic books were all three point oh, like well, the stuff 3, that 5 we were, was a revision. Yeah. So yeah, you know that's why they're doing unearthed arcana and shit like that now. You know, like that old style is not needed anymore. You can't yeah. update it con- uh, current concurrently. I think even technically, our sci- the psionics book we used would have been even like earlier than third. Yeah, I believe that it was two. <laughs> it was yeah, either because because I, uh, I don't think that they made any for third edition, so it seems like it was maybe even second edition psionic stuff that we had used. <laughs> Which I mean, it was an interesting character. It really was. I would almost i I would try it again, but it's tough let's see he was a badass like whenever i like even without critting which i think like my crit was actually wasn't just straight up 20 i want to say it was 18 to 20 oh yeah that was a huge thing with three so now it's only like very specific sets like uh the simple fighter the champion which is basically set up as as if you never played before and people want you to play choose this class because the champion's incredibly simple it's just it's just you hit harder you hit more often and your crits higher 
it's yep. 19, then 18, and I think it goes to 17. But I I'm pretty sure it's up to 18. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it is just a fighter that you use if you've never played, or if you don't want to think. Yeah, that's the class you choose. Well, you don't want to even say that because the no, um, it's, like because the it's resources to use sonified. and stuff like that. No, because you have to like that's Battlemaster. Battlemaster has the resources like the superiority die, where you have to uh, where like okay, I want to do a tripping attack. No, a uh. A champion you know what how about this uh i wish i still had that character sheet i'd be able to tell you what it was that made it a pain in the ass but we have the internet here's their thing um at third level you crit on 19 and 20 at seventh level uh you add half your proficiency to uh to to uh strength decks and constitution checks in addition, you can jump like a bitch. At 10th, you get another fighting style. At 15, you crit on 18 to 20. At 18, uh, at the start of your round, you get you get you regain five plus your con mod hit points. That's it. You're fucking Wolverine, Jake. Yeah. The issues you had with uh, the one you you rolled was. I think it's it was built around the two weapon fighting. We were doing it completely wrong because it's you don't get two attacks in one go. It's your second attack is your bonus action, and you can't add bonuses to it. It's just a straight da- uh, damage die. Yeah, even uh, looking <clears throat> at the the unearthed Arcana stuff, it shows uh, you know the the psionics in earlier editions. It says uh-huh. uh, the different editions of D anD D have created different rules for psionic power, sometimes expressing them in wildly divergent ways. Despite how different the rules have been in each edition, there have been a few consistent elements. Psionic power. <laughs> psionic powers arise from the user rather than from an external source psionic aptitude can be used to cast spells as well as create effects beyond the limits of spells um the powers associated with psi and dnd are like those that appear in other media that feature psionic characters so telepathy telekinesis clairvoyance and the like which is why my favorite class in pathfinder was kineticist it was a psionics class that was built around elemental damage yeah and to use the ability you have to hurt yourself like we're talking um a there's a couple branches cut your wrists and oh no like as in your brain is going to explode because you're using it too hard it's all right so uh here's how it worked basically if you uh you had your normal attacks like your normal basic ass bitch attack. Like if you're a aether or telekineticist, it was right. throwing shit at people. And if you're a fire, it's, you know, a fire blast, things like that. But if you used your special abilities, like aether getting disintegration ray, Jacob, which thinking about like uh, the way I reworded it when I was uh, working on the class, I'm still working on for right. 5e is it's less of a disintegration ray and more like you find your their vibration frequency and just fuck it. You fuck their <laughs> resonance frequency and they turn into a puddle. Uh, and I, I, I was seriously thinking about like uh, roll a D20. If you get a one, they turn into an ooze. Just something like that because you turned them into a puddle using really fucked up means. 
but any of your deeper abilities, <clears throat> they cause a burn effect. The burn effect deals, I believe it's five plus the level or five times the level of the ability, which can go up to like a level four damage to you that cannot be healed. So hmm. you only way to get those hit points back is a long rest. But every time you lose health, your normal damage ramps up. It is a casting class, Jake, where your casting uh, ability is constitution. <laughs> you are a, a, just a, a well of hit points, but you have no hit points because the closer you are to death, the more damage you do. It is a fun class. It is a really fun class, but yeah. Yeah. Cause it's all like psychic damage stuff. So yeah. With psychic damage. Yeah. And especially in older editions, it bypassed armor. It bypassed uh, resistances because nobody had psychic resistances. You could fucking turn an entire room into goo in no time flat. And you're just stand there like, okay, I just, that's my turn. Everybody's dead now. Bye. <laughs> it really fucked with everybody else at the game because it turned into, you know, the Damien story. You're just you're the you're the important person. You're killing everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was even reading on here, like it says that they actually abandoned the psionics wizard along with the spells Ego Whip, uh, Id Insinuation mental barrier psionic blast which it seems like a lot of people a lot of psionics use psionic blast uh psychic crush and thought shield yet many of their effects can be found in the material yeah right. gone thought um but it, and then it mentions that in the fifth edition that um the creatures and abilities have been in there since launch um but the monsters and NPCs, of course, it gives where like all of them can be found, which you know is like the monster guide and and Eberron and I some think, of the other stuff. I think they got rid of Ego Whip because uh, casters hate it. Uh, because if you can use it, so can the enemy. Here's Ego Whip, Jake. Uh, you lash the mind of a creature you can see within range, filling it with despair. They must succeed an intelligence saving throw. Hardly anybody has intelligence proficiency saving throws. Uh, or suffer disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws and can't cast spells while you maintain concentration. At the end of each turn, it can make a roll to save. So it'd be a way to block out the, uh, the, heat, uh, the mages in a group. But really, I like that because at later it's a fourth level spell. And after a 10th level... Melee classes are fucked. Martial yeah. classes are fucked. Why? Because the wizard can kill a whole room in one move. I can hit this dude three fucking times. Yeah. Like, it's... It, yeah, there's a big disparity because, well, that's just the way it is. That's... Fourth edition tried doing something, but it failed. It tried, yeah. it tried doing something with that, giving everybody abilities, but it failed a bit on that. And I didn't know this. It says in 2017, we experimented with an unofficial character class, the mystic focused on psionic powers, which I'm, I'm assuming it was probably one of the unearthed arcana hey, things Jake. that they had added to the oh, site. Yes. Sort of. Yes. But, uh, that, that character packet was like 28 pages. Dang. That's how fucked the mystic is. 
Well, dude, that's just psionics in general. I mean, yeah, it, again, there's so much stuff to a psionic character. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, yeah. Um, maybe that's what it was. Was just the creation sucked, and then playing was was fun, but but it sucked for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and it says through its features and subclasses, the Mystic allowed you to create a character who echoed the abilities of other classes in the game, but with a psionic twist. As Which, much as, i.e., more powerful. Yeah. As much as many playtesters enjoyed the psionic themes in the Mystic, feedback was also clear that the cast encroached on the other class's territory and that it was often too complex, too powerful, or both. Following that feedback, we've decided to say farewell to the Mystic and explore other ways of getting players' scything powers as we did with the features of the great old one warlock in the player's handbook. In 2019 and now in 2020, we're enjoying that exploration, looking into providing options, subclasses, spells, and feats that allow different types of characters to manifest psionic power. Um, And it's saying the philosophy of this approach is most akin to the one taken in the first edition of D&D, where psionic powers weren't the domain of any particular class, but were available for characters of different types to experience. Right. we crafted the new options in this article to work seamlessly with the D&D you're already playing. And hearing your desire for psionic options to feel like one another in some way, we've woven a common thread through the psionic subclasses and feats the psionic talent die. Ugh. We invite you to try out these new options the same way you try out other subclass spell and or feat. Um, and as always, we look forward to hearing what you think is Sci-Former Magic. But here's the thing, man. Like the psionic talent die. Um, so I know whenever I played one, it was an all psionic, so every single creature was was psi related. Mm-hmm. Um which is a good way to do it. Yeah, and it looks like that they have fighter, rogue. Oh yeah. And um, a wizard sorcerer yeah. and w- warlock wizard. Oh. Oh, there's a warlock one as well. Oh, I'm there's looking also at a bard. different psionic. Yeah, there's also a bard spell. Intellect, intellect fortress. Ooh, what's intellect fortress? Let's uh, look. down at the bottom, it'll have the spell lists. Yeah, there it is. Intellect fortress. Um, for the duration, you or one willing creature you can see within range has resistance to psychic damage as well as advantage on an int, whiz, and charisma saving throws at higher levels when you cast a spell using a spell slot because it's a fourth level. Um, using a spell slot of fifth level or higher, you can target one additional creature for each slot level above mm-hmm. fourth. The creatures must be within 30 feet. Eh. That's not a lot. That's a lot of shit. That's a high spell cast for just advantage. Yeah. When uh, when bless is a level one ability. That's kind of neat. So for warlocks, there's a cantrip. uh, And it looks like it's also wizard. So wizard, sorcerer, and warlock Mm -hmm. can use a mind sliver. Um, Has a range of 60 feet. Damn. Well, that's not uh, all that much for a warlock. Some of theirs have 120. Damn. You drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must make an int saving throw. Unless the saving throw is successful, the target takes 1d6 psychic damage 
and the first time it makes a saving throw before the end of your next turn, it must roll a D4 and subtract the number rolled from the save. This oh, okay, yeah, it's a, it's it's an attack with Bane. Wait, that's yeah. a that damn you do yeah. a one d six of damage and you yep. give them bane yeah that's pretty basically. fucking good and that's just a cantrip that's dude. a cantrip but to counteract Still, it it's just it's a cantrip. uh it's a saving throw if it if they succeed nothing happens so but that's a good trade-off that is a good spell it might be a little bit too powerful because remember i uh i uh cheesed out that fucking uh that dragon with just chaining vicious mockery constantly yeah. giving it disadvantage on its attacks i cheese the fuck out of that dragon <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the fighter that kind of <laughs> sounds pretty close right dude it's really funny listening to gus bark so um like if you're looking at the house the neighbors to the right like mm-hmm. their dogs were out and they were barking and and uh i'd taken gus out and he would go <laughs> and would like kind of hop backwards and hunker down on his front paws and would go it's so cute cute, dude and he'll like yeah it's it's really really cute and sometimes he'll even do that when playing with annie but um all right you're going first uh dig through some things you like about the psionics or would you like me to go first while you read through the psionics um no, I'm kind of looking through it really quick, uh, really quick. So it looks like that they're they are almost treating it like um, like a subclass. Yeah, yeah, for each of the if you want. Well, there is a uh, oh oh this is the newest one. Okay, yeah, because I mean it says that for the fighter at third level, a fighter gains the martial yeah. archetype feature. Here's a playtest option for that feature. There was the a night. yeah, there was a a. I'm looking at one as well that's a psychic subclasses for the fighter rogue and wizard. Yeah. So that's probably why they changed the science, what they meant by getting rid of the psionics arcane tradition. Uh, the rogue, the rogue is so edgelord. Yeah. They're called that's the what it soul like. knife. Yeah. That's why I was looking at the fighter more than anything. Oh, soul knife is, is the so thing. Yeah. Okay. So with fighter at, of course, with third level, you get a psionic talent um so here's the uh the talent that the talents you kind of have access to there's protective field which i mean that's pretty self-explanatory um oh so it's battle master but with your mind yeah pretty much um you have psi powered leap uh when you make a higher long jump you can roll your psionic talent twice the number rolled on or twice your intelligence oh god twice the number rolled plus twice your intelligence god damn yeah telekinetic strike you can propel your attacks with kinetic force one on (laughs) i'm sorry something needs to be i'm sorry jake we need to go back to side powered leap minimum one extra foot foot. (laughs) that's it but no that'd be two that'd be that means that your intelligence has to be at least at 12 right no to a minimum of one all right so that would give you one from the uh, from the intelligence, but if you roll, even if you rolled a one on the dice, that's still a two. Oh God! So if you have a negative int, it'll cancel it out. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, it's not like if it's a negative, don't count it. It's no. If you have a fucking five intellect, you're fucked. 
Yeah. Nice. This is interesting. So it says changing the die size. If you roll the highest number on your psionic talent die, it decreases by one die size after the roll. This represents your uh, you burning through your psionic energy. For example, if the die is a D6 and you roll a 6, it becomes a D4. Oh, if that's it's a pretty D4 cool. And you roll a four, it becomes unusable until you finish a long rest. Oh, and then it swatches. Nice. Yeah. Conversely, if you roll a one on your psionic talent die, it increases by one die size after the roll up to its starting size. This represents you conserving psionic energy for later use. For example, if you roll a one on a D4, the die then becomes a D6. But I, I don't think it increases beyond that, does it? It doesn't say anything no, about uh, that. So if you rolled a one on a six, it pro- does that mean it can go up to an eight? I have no idea. I don't think it would have. It would have wrote it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh no 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 no! It can only be that because at fifth it turns to eighth, eleventh, the tenth, and seventeenth, the twelfth. So you have at seventh level telekinetic uh, adept, eh, whatever. Tenth um, level oh. psi enhanced metabolism. Um, you, uh, let's see. You have resistance to poison and psychic damage, and you are immune to the poison condition. Nice. Even um, though monks get that at like six, right? Fuck. Fifteen. Paladins is, at four. Well, I mean, but considering it's a subclass, that might and be considering why you're just a ten. fighter. That's yeah. cool as shit. Those motherfuckers uh, are like, I've trained my body to the peak of its condition, and the other is, God gave me superpowers. Fuck you. I don't get diseased. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Telekinetic movement sounds rad in, at level seven. Is it a teleport? No. If your psionic talent die is available, you can move an object or a creature with your mind. As an action, you target one loose object that is large or smaller or one willing creature other than yourself. If you can see the target and it was it is within 30 feet of you, you can move it up oh, it to did. 30 feet to an unoccupied So space. you get telekinesis, but your fucking your psychic die reduces. That's yeah. really cool. Because yeah, it's not can, a core of your design. So it's not like granted, you could take magic initiate and get the telekinesis cantrip. But that's really cool. Like you can you're a fighter. You're a big buff dude. And you're just like, I'm gonna move this with my mind. Yeah. Okay, now I'm tired. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. Either way, you can move the target horizontally, vertically, or both. Yes. Which means like with that thing that I made it kill itself, then I could have or, just you know, used. I like the way it says movement. it. It says it has to be horizontal, vertical, or both. Like it's a claw machine. It can only go. Zzz, zzz, <laughs> It can't go Which, diagonal. It can only means, go. But if you're fighting on a cliff, then that means. If uh, no, unattended object moving. is not a person, Jake. Huh? It's an object, not a person. We have to make that. Oh, that's a, true. We ha- you yeah. have to make that clarification. People aren't things. If you that's say true. people are things, you can do a lot of shit to people. <laughs> so, you know, you if you're on a cliff, life. you can just like pick up a boulder and smack somebody with it. Yeah. Um, as long as it's smaller than you, <laughs> the yeah. same size are smaller than you. Oh God, um, no, Jake. That is larger, smaller, or one willing creature other than yourself. Oh, you can't float yourself, but you can float Jerry. Yeah, like, like if you're like, hey, throw me at that dragon. I'm like, gnome, I got you. Like, right? I can't get up. I can't, I can't get up to the floor. Okay. It basically becomes the fastball special. <laughs> <laughs> but with your mind yeah you um, forklift gnomes with your mind 
Yep, the telekinetic <laughs> fastball special. Um, well, it's not very fast. It's 30 feet, Jake, so it's just – Ah, ball. <laughs> let's see so at 15th level you get hey, bulwark of force uh you can shield yourself and others with telekinetic force as a bonus action you can choose creatures which can include you can not must but can that you can see within 30 feet of you up to a number of creatures equal to your intelligence oh, half cover that's not bad each of the chosen creatures yeah half covered once you use this feature you can't do so again until you finish a long rest and decreases uh, your die. Yeah. But I do notice uh, around this time, a lot of people you'll run into, half cover means dick too. Yeah. So I don't know if that would be uh, how much use that would have in in game. But if you see a son of a bitch like, oh, he's building up a fireball. Something bad's going to happen. Half cover. We're going to take less damage. Yeah. So there's that at least. So, I mean, like, yes, Rogue is kind of edgelord, so I'm going to skip that. So oh, that starts oh, at can't. third level. We at least must go through. Your pure angst and hatred turns into a knife that you can stab people with. Now, I will say this. I love the idea in terms of making a character where your weapon is not physical. So you see a Rogue, it's like, okay, fine. Search me, motherfucker takes all your weapons like okay good 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 soul knife right in your face that's so cool as shit basically you become psylocke dude mm -hmm. basically yeah um let's see fighter you're probably more like mr sinister or some shit um uh, fighter you're more like uh, a bobo from <laughs> double dragon you're just like this it. big beefy fuck who gets like some it. kind of weird power now, Sorcerer is different because it starts at first level. Oh, yeah. All Sorcerers start that because your power is based on your bloodline. Yep. Gains so the Sorcerer's origin jump. features. So, Psionic Soul. One day a light blazed forth within you. The oh. illumination of psionic power. Your mind now simmers with this power, the full extent of which you can't fully grasp for years to come. You can touch other minds with it and alter the world around you by using it to control the magic energy of the multiverse. With this, will this power shine from you as a hopeful beacon to others, or will you become a source of terror to those who feel the stab of your mind? And find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I actually kind of, I actually kind of, I would actually probably play a, a sorcerer. Um, okay, the sorcerers are just you like the D10 okay. options. You can just skip that; they don't care. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, your nightmares whisper the truth to you. Your thionic powers are not your own. You draw them from a vestigial twin. From a vestigial. <laughs> what the fuck? You grew up near the lair of a sapphire dragon, and now your eyes glow with sapphire light when you use your newfound powers. Deep in the forest of the Feywild, you drink from this glimmering stream, and now your mind shines with power. Beast and fey creature, blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. No. <laughs> you are exposed to the Far Realm's warping influence. You can now use your mind in ways you never thought possible, and you're also convinced that a tendril is growing upon you. <laughs> oh, hey, number seven's a great intro if you're going to be doing a... a Admiration oh, campaign. You were implanted by a mind flayer tadpole that Sarah Morphosis never completed. And now you got psychic powers. Dude, that's dope. And you have mucusy flesh. 
dude which is basically the plot to the new fucking Baldur's gate game <laughs> which i can't really fucking cool. wait for uh let's see with their talents Man. so there's discovery sorcery speech telepathic speech i should say psychic sorcery psionic discovery you have a talent a psionic talent looks like all of these have the time uh, the talent the talent die yeah yeah all of the talents do okay. in general um it's and the whole changing mind. die size is the same yeah, cyber this punishment. doesn't look all that great actually yeah you get Wah-wah. psychic strike at six level mind over body yeah not a fan all right so i'm uh, gonna did you just hear gus bark yes this is so cute dude um bard is just like man whatever um but it's funny it doesn't give like any wizard it's just yeah because they removed the wizard one for it because you just have the psionics are should not be learned it should be something that comes (laughs) all right so i do have like a couple things that i want to talk about uh before i get into the class on the uh the unearthed arcana class features which is just stuff to give your people as opposed to or plus like uh for bards spell versatility uh uh, enhances spell ca- casting it's a level one base feature for a bard whenever you finish a long rest you can replace one of your learned spells with another bard spell which makes sense for a bard because you know you get your power from storytelling and all that other jazz so if you should be able to just you know change them out for what you need instead of only when you level because you know with spontaneous spell casting you can only change the spells once you level it has to be for like you can only change level one for level one, level two for level two. But it's a nice way to go, like, you know what? I really could use teleportation circle bitches. So, and I'm a yeah. college of lore. So I'm going to fucking change out my shit today. All right. I'm going to go take a fucking power nap for eight hours and I'm going to come <laughs> back with teleportation, y'all. And I do kind of like the fighting. Um, <clears throat> I think you'll like the different because you know how when you're a fighter you have certain fighting styles you get, you know, like protection, two weapon fighting, that kind of jazz. This is something you'd like, Jake. Unarmed fighting. Ooh, I would love that for my fighter. Your unarmed no, wait, strike. She already has unarmed fighting, doesn't she? No, you're thinking about how you fucking wanted to turn your bard into a grapple boy. Oh yeah, that's right. Your unarmed strike is bludgeoning 1d6 plus strength mod. If you strike with a double-handed, it's a d8 instead. So if you just like, if you fucking like, like Hulk Hogan the motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you like a double chop across the chest. Also, when you successfully grapple, you can deal 1d4 bludgeoning damage to the grapple creature. Until it ends, you can deal this whenever you hit with a melee attack. So if you grapple a fool and you keep wailing on them, you're doing 1d4 extra. So if you take that, if you take one level fighter and you take that fucking fighting style and then also monk, sure, you're also doing, like, you're already 1d6 to start off with a monk anyway, but this also adds a bunch of shit to where if you grapple and do a bunch of other extra shit, it's 
it depends on how you want to build the class, but I personally like that. Uh, those two things are great. I do have two classes I want to talk about if I can find the, oh no, I think I deleted it. All right. <clears throat> there we go. I, there's a bard college that was built for me, Jake. It's the College of okay. Eloquence. It's all about orating. It's all about talking so much and so well, people just stop fucking around. Or they drop dead. Interesting. So you get universal speech at level three, which is just a... At, for 10 minutes, you can choose a creature, and they magically understand you. It, as long as they can understand a language, they understand what you're saying to them. Right. And you have advantage on charisma checks uh, to influence them. So kind of like a friendship spell, a friend spell, but without them knowing you cast friends on them. <laughs> uh, you can also cast calm emotions without expending a spell slot, so you can keep people from punching you in the face for you know up to your as many times up to your charisma mod and i uh, the sixth level ability is as a bonus action you can expend a, a bardic inspiration and you can do uh target somebody within 60 feet as long as they can hear you you roll the die and choose one of the following <clears throat> they take psychic damage equal to the number you rolled on your bardic inspiration, which should be a D8 by now. Yeah, six should be a D8, I think. Um, and must succeed an intelligence saving throw or have disadvantage on the next saving throw they make before your, the end of your next turn. This is a bonus action and not a spell. So you could target somebody out, give them disadvantage on a saving throw, and then cast your big fuck you saving throw ability <laughs> and turn them into a duck. Like, you know, if you're at, you're in a giant fucking battle in the sky, you can look at a right. pool, give them disadvantage on a saving throw, and then turn them into a fucking uh, a, a cat and watch them fall out of the fucking sky and take 100 damage minimum. <laughs> Seriously, Polymorph's a fucked up spell, dude. Uh, or the creature regains hit points equal to the number and the creature has advantage on the next saving throw. This is pure bard. You're either right. fucking with somebody or helping your friends. And you're using a bonus action to do it, so you can use your action to fuck with somebody or help your friends. <laughs> I love bards. Bards are great. And there's, a, uh, there's also a paladin on this one. It's called the Oath of Heroism. It's seriously all about, like, Oh my god, it is just the most cinnamon toast shit of like, you're so great, people are amazed by you. That's your whole point. You're an amazing athlete. You can, like, once on each of your turn, if you make a weapon attack, this is your level 20 ability. When you make a weapon attack and miss, you can cause it to hit instead. If you fell a saving throw, you can use your reaction to succeed. Hmm. So you could just say, Actually, I hit you. Fuck you. Well, you won't because you're a paladin. It's like, pity you, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. And so, what else did you have, Jake? Sorry, give me a second. Somebody's hit me up for some Navy shit saying their right. browsers aren't working. Um, 
did you clear cash and cookies? <laughs> Dude, I hate that shit. Like that, I know. that's what something AJ, that's always said at work. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why I tend to start with exactly everything I did. So they know I'm calling them. I'm contacting them because I've exhausted my options. Yeah. I'll show, I'll send them screenshots of what I did and what I'm yeah, seeing. I can't always, I can't always rely on everybody to do yeah. that. Yeah. Because I hate, I hate hearing that. I know they have to say it, so I don't hate them for saying it. But yeah. then if I do all that and they ask me, did you do X? Like that was the first fucking thing I told you I did, bruv. <laughs> so yes, yes, I fucking did. Yeah. Okay, so now my next oh Gus, um, the you next thing is updates for. I mean, it spells. Um, I thought you wanted like to play test for spells, but I'm going to oh. cover the magic tattoos. Yeah, let's see this. You yeah. heard about it? I never dug into it. So blending magic and artistry with ink and needles, magic tattoos imbue their bearers with wondrous effects and abilities. Magic tattoos are initially bound to magic needles, which transfer their magic to a creature. Like heroin. (laughs) The designs of magic tattoos vary greatly in appearance depending on who created it, but they share general characteristics that hint at the effect of the tattoo. Once inscribed on a creature's skin, damage or injury doesn't impair the tattoo's function, even if the tattoo is defaced. The rarer a magic tattoo is, the more space it occupies on a creature's skin. The magic tattoo coverage table offers guidelines for how large a given tattoo is. Ooh, can I do like a screen share on here? Uh, yes, you can do present. Oh, yeah. I don't. Your screen. Oh, it says the host has it. Has participant disabled. There. Um, ah, here we go. Cuss. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, there we go. Dude, I do screen share all the time at work, so it just kind of, it's natural. Adobe so, Acrobat extension, all Shadowland. Oh, the, the Taliesin video? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jake, if you screen share, wait, are you on? Okay, oh, no, that's just your, okay, I'm sorry. If I see a dark uh, border, I think you're on incognito mode. <laughs> no, it's not incognito. Man day? What the fuck is man, Jake, if you're what going to screen share, you best not be having shit up there. I'm going to laugh. What about man day? What the fuck is man day? It's one of your tabs. A couple over, Jake. It's the one that literally just says man oh, dash day. That's how to determine like man hours and man day according to the Navy, which is something that I had to do. So that's what that is. Um, man day. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, dude. How many man hours are, how many man seconds are in a man day, Jake? Dude, I'm telling you. How many man um, heartbeats? Fucking hell. <laughs> Okay, so common, up to six inches. Uh, Uncommon, half a limb or the scalp. Rare is one limb, very rare, two limbs or the chest or upper back. Legendary, two limbs and the torso. So, okay, it makes you think like a whole upper body piece. I want a motherfucker with a leg tats and just like some dumbass abdomen shit coming up. In fairness, it does say limbs, which yes. does include. It also includes would, tails. Yeah, technically. 
Um, tatted we'll ass so fucking tiefling. Also says that variant. There's body modification. These items needn't needn't be limited to just yeah. tattoos. It's just however you want to flavor yeah. it. Yeah, brand scarification, birthmarks, patterns of scales, or any other cosmetic skin adornment or alteration. Um, so Some kung fu style brandings, just ta right. So absorbing tattoo. Eh, I mean, it sounds like it's okay. It's, yeah, type of element. It's choose. just a basic uh, absorb yeah. elements. Yeah. Um, a coiling grasp tattoo. Um, is, is that like thorn whip or some shit? Uh, let's this see. tattoo has long interwining desi- intertwining designs. While the tattoo is on your skin, you can, as an action, cause a tattoo extrude into inky tendrils, um, which reach for a creature you can see within 15 feet of you. The creature must exceed a DC 14 strength saving throw or take 3d6 force damage and be grappled by you. <laughs> dude okay you can't pull them but you can grapple them from a distance yeah it's like dude leave the fucking wizard alone (laughs) that's pretty dope barrier's kind of not it's just a a a a, a ac increase but very rare 18 but it also if you notice it says that the ac calculations don't stack so if you do barrier tattoo you have to choose your ac between the tattoo and your normal ac yeah oh okay but for a class like a barbarian because you're not you're not adding the whole point of a barbarian adding uh their con is you're not usually putting points into decks because you have to use a strength weapon right so you use your you're tapping your uh con and your strength and your con can only get up to plus five so that's right. 15. If you have only like a plus one in uh, in, uh, in dex, that's only a, like a, a, what a, a 16 that your AC can be unless you keep dumping points into dex to try to get it higher when really strength and maybe wisdom so you can fucking not be charmed as long as you're not a berserker. Yeah. You're kind of host. So being able to get an 18 as a barbarian, that's not bad. Yeah. And then you could also just turn into a bear. <laughs> like, like, seriously, a bar- Like, think about this, Jake. If you're a barbarian and you take a couple levels in Druid, fucking right. take exactly two so you can get Druid of the Moon so you can now B-shape as a fucking bonus action. You're in the middle of raging. You turn into a bear. Like, you only have, like, 15 hit points. You turn into a bear. Hey, bitch, I'm still, like, uh, I'm still raging. So I'm still resistant to damage, but I now have 58 hit points. Come at me, bitch. Yeah. I awesome. like the the Eldritch Claw tattoo. Um, while the tattoo is on your skin, your unarmed strikes are considered magical for the purpose of overcoming immunity and resistance to non-magical attacks. And you gain a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls with unarmed strikes. Can you imagine my bard with that tattoo? Unnecessary. <laughs> I love it. But the thing love about it. that is, oh god, you as so bonus action. Yeah, so there's Eldritch Maul and your melee yeah. is a thirty reach. In addition, your melee weapon attacks deal an extra one d six force damage on a hit. Nice. And then the attunement's just it's on all of them. It's fucking attunement. Yeah, it's yeah. just adding flavor on how you attune. Yeah, so Blood Fury Tattoo, your attack roll score a hit. Nice. A critical hit on a D20 roll of 19 or 20. 
Uh, when you score a critical hit against a creature, that target takes an extra 46 of necrotic damage, and you gain a number of temporary hit points equal to the ne- necrotic damage dealt. Damn. When a creature can you can see damages you, you can use your reaction to make a melee attack against with a creature advantage. with advantage. Oof, that's good. That's pretty rad. Now, I think these are like for one minute you can do X. It's not like you're always going to be doing oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Illuminator's tattoo uh, contains beautiful calligraphy, images of writing implements and the like. While this tattoo is on your skin, you can write with your fingertip as if it were an ink pen that never <laughs> runs out of ink. As an action, you can touch a piece of writing up to one page in length and speak a creature's name. The writing becomes invisible to everyone other than you and the named creature for the next 24 hours. Okay. That's like some, like, exorcist (laughs) shit. Yeah, I'm going to sign my name. (laughs) Life well tattoo uh, comprises symbols of life and rebirth. While this tattoo is on your skin, Mm -hmm. you have resistance to necrotic damage. Oh, that's just when you would, Yeah, when you would be reduced to zero hit points, you drop to one hit point. Nice. Once used, this benefit cannot be used again until the next dawn. Oh, okay. So that's just like it's you. It isn't like okay for the next minute. I'm gonna have X. It's just I always have Death Ward on me. Yeah. Once, dude. I, I, these you shouldn't are, throw me out a window, Johnny. My mom threw me out a window. <laughs> what? <laughs> these tattoos are rad. There's Ghost Step tattoo. Uh, shifts and wavers on the skin, parts of it appearing blurred. The, ta- the tattoo has three charges, and it regains all expended charges daily at dawn. As a bonus action, while the tattoo is on your skin, you can expand one of the tattoo's charges to become incorporeal until the end of your next turn. <laughs> so for the duration, you gain the following benefits. You have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks. You can't, you be can't grab ghosts. You can move through creatures and solid objects as if they were difficult terrain. If you end your turn in a solid object, you take 1d10 force damage. (laughs) If the effect ends while you are inside a solid object, you instead are shunted to the nearest unoccupied space, and you take 1d10 force damage for every five feet traveled. I want to tell you about an amazing fucking... uh prestige class in three five jake you see how the whole setup is if you're inside somebody you get shunted out and take damage it's a i think it's like a blood mage or a blood sorcerer your basic damage is that concept but instead of you taking damage it takes damage you dive into someone's body and then explode out of them I think you do take some damage, but they take about like double the fucking damage you take because you are you are fucking like xenomorphing out of their fucking chest. You can just like run at somebody, you just just slurp into their body and then just explode out of it. Ah, uh, I bought a I have a lot of uh uh three five compendium books that I was just fucking around playing around with stuff with. Right. Because well, quite frankly, you can you can put just about any of that into Pathfinder and vice versa. So I was like trying to find some fun things to do. And then I stumbled across, Hey, I'm going to fucking body slide into you and then explode. Oh, it's cool. That's awesome. I love it, man. Sorry. I'm just checking something, making sure I'm not dink. Pretty sure you are. No, as in like, um, that I haven't, (laughs) 
dude, like you would think that the Navy would fall apart if you didn't update your personal information every month. Um, let's see. Masquerade tattoo. This tattoo appears on your skin as whatever you desire. Oh, it's as a, a bonus, okay. As a bonus action, you can shape the tattoo into any color or pattern and move it to any area of your skin, whatever form it takes. It is always obviously a tattoo. It can range in size from no smaller than a copper piece to an intricate work of art that covers all of your skin. So it gives you disguise self as an action. You can use the tattoo to cast the disguise self spell. Once the spell is cast from the tattoo, it can't be cast again until next on. And I would rather do a th- uh, like a, what a two dip into a warlock. You get disguise self constantly whenever you want. Yeah. One of the evocations is just disguise self. Oh, before you get to the next one, Jake, I figured you would enjoy this because I think I'll never be able to play it. Uh, in Eberron, in the Eberron books, there's a new race for changeling, which is just right. you you have different identities. It is, you know, you change your appearance whenever you want, but it is usually certain identities that you partake. It's not just I choose to look like this, but you have backgrounds for each of your people. I would love to make a changeling who looks incredibly distinct with like a mole on the side of his cheek. And then every now and then when describing him, it's like, and then he like picks at the mole on his chin. Like then he picks at the ball on his nose. Just have the fucking mole constantly move around like fucking Prince John. I have a mole. (laughs) Cause that would be like the point. Like if you even make it as like a DM, just like oh, when you ask him shit. that, he has like a tick. He, like it, you notice, it's probably a tick, but he's kind of like playing with the mole on his cheekbone, right? Like, and like when you describe him, perfectly immaculate face, except for a beauty mark on his chin or on his uh on his cheekbone. And then, like a little bit later, it's like, well, he starts scratching at his mole that's by his lip, <laughs> and just keep on doing that until somebody fucking figures out what's going on, and this dickhead's mole keeps moving because he's choosing to make his mole move. Ah, this guy's self can be a great thing because if you just change something slightly, just right. slightly, like oh you no, that person had blonde hair. To latrine? <laughs> yeah, it used to be shit house. Now it's I just got close change. To <laughs> Man, it's a good change. Uh, um, spell right, rot so is just another rot. fucking spell slot. Yeah, it's a single spell of up to fifth level. Yeah, uh, to, based on how you how the you work with the with the tattoo setup. Yeah, the tattoos yeah. rules. Then there's Shadowfell Brand. Um, it's dark in color and abstract. While it's on your skin, you have advantage on Dax stealth checks. So shadowy defense. When you take damage, you can use your reaction to become shadowy and insubstantial for a moment, reducing the damage you take by half. Once used, this reaction can't be used again until the next time. So if you're not a rogue, you get Uncanny Dodge. Yeah. Which is nice if you're not a rogue, but who else would be taking that? Who else would be wanting that? I wish you would let me give my bard that Eldritch Claw tattoo. Jake, this is a... (laughs) How about this, motherfuckers? Decide when we're going to goddamn play again. I don't disagree. Like, Jesus, fuck. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. No, it wouldn't. Jesus Christ, Jake. No. Also, this is a think of this as a uh, remember my my bard already pulled an okie doke on everybody. So he's full of surprises. 
They all thought he talked like this. No, Jake. That's not an okie doke. That's you not making a fucking decision and to trying <laughs> to just be funny and then realizing that it sucked. <laughs> no, it didn't suck. It was hilarious, and it all led up to the acting gig. That, that's the whole reason why I did it was to lead up to my John Lovett's acting. That's, that's the whole purpose of why I did it. He's a bard, dude. He's supposed to be performative. He's also supposed to be a fucking detective. <laughs> okay. Dude, mine's modeled after Columbo, so. All right. Is that all of, oh, no, there's a couple more. No, that oh, no, wait, it. that was, all right, the is that shadow, all for the tattoos? Yeah, the shadow fell was the all last. Right, uh, yeah. Toss back, give me, uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, no, uh, should I be screen sharing too? No, I just did it just so that you can see it at the same time, yeah. There are a couple things that I find really cool, one of which is uh, rules for sidekicks, but I think it goes too far because you can either have a, a basically a fighter, a rogue, or a wizard. Right. And it, it gives you rules on how to work with them, how to create them, but they can go up to 20th level. And guess what, Jake? 20th level uh, wizards at 17th level get a ninth level spell. So they can cast Wish. I want you to try to think about this, Jake. You're a fighter who has a sidekick that yeah, can fucking make a wish that can ask the universe for fucking anything. It can manipulate the weave and get whatever the fuck it wants, but it's still a sidekick. How can you be a sidekick and cast the magic jar spell? Yeah, I can put your soul in this fucking Kool-Aid jug. Fuck you. That's, That's not a sidekick. And they should be like topped out at 15 tops or it's always half your level. Right. Because then it's not a sidekick. It really fucking is. It is a good way to build up uh, backup characters, though. Like yeah, okay, uh, okay. I just killed my main, uh, my main character just died because I'm a fucking idiot, uh, and decided to jump off a cliff thinking it wasn't a cliff. But hey, I was told five times it was a cliff, but I did it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sounds about right. You have you are, and like okay, so who's going to continue the fight? How are you going to meet somebody else? Oh hey, here's this guy who's just two levels behind us. He's always been around it. And, Maybe he wants to fucking continue in the name of his uh, of his liege. There you go. You now have your backup character. I think that's the only thing that they would work with. Uh, but what I would like to draw on is uh, actually a paladin subclass. Okay. And it is it is in one of the – I think it's in the subclasses one because they have subclass one, two, and then three of the Unearthed Arcana. And to follow the bit of that uh, of being a a a, sci a psionic sorcerer about you know if you're having a mind flayer campaign, a really good way to build around that is especially if you want to get a if you want to find a reason for your paladin to be in a group, the oath of watcher of the watchers. They basically are the uh, standing vigil against uh, the everything that tries to come into this world, the material plane. That shouldn't be there. So, phase, fiends, elementals, and aberrations, anything from the beyond or the uh, other planes, uh, right. their tenets are kind of shit. Vigilance, the threat you face, sir. 
cunning, powerful, and subversive. Be alert at be ever alert for their corruption. Loyalty. Never accept gifts or favors from fiends or those who would trick them. Who would truck with them? Who would truck with them? Who truck <laughs> with them? Yes. Yeah. Because they might have meth. Uh, <laughs> you are the shield against the endless terrors that lie beyond the stars. I don't know why he turned into a pirate. Your, your blade must be forever sharp and your mind keen to survive what lies beyond. Uh, your channel divinity can be used to, uh, to give or for, for one minute, everyone within uh, 30 feet of you has advantage on wisdom, charisma, intelligence saving throws. So, you know, all of the banishments, all of the charms, one of the things that paladins should be good with and also when your aura with your aura if they're near you they get plus your charisma anyway on saves on charisma saving throws for charms and shit or you can use it to uh let's see uh you can basically turn undead but for aberrations elementals and phase and fiends uh at seventh your aura that you get is you uh the aura that you emanate because everyone within 10 feet of you gets plus your charisma to something plus your charisma to initiative roles so all the frontline fighters they now have most likely plus four to their initiative and that is really fucking good to get people out of and also at 18th it goes to 30 feet uh do 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 At 15th level, uh, whenever a creature you see uh, succeeds a saving throw against a spell, you can use your reaction to deal 2d8 plus your con for, uh, force damage to the spellcaster. So someone tries to charm the bard, and of course the bard succeeds. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you trying to charm our bard? Bam, damage. <laughs> and... Uh, you're level 20. The level 20 for Paladin is always fucking weird because you get like, for one minute, you can do all kinds of fucked up shit. Uh, you, gain, <laughs> you gain true sight for 120 feet. Nothing can be invisible. Nothing can hide. And you see the true face of fucking everything. So nothing can sneak up on you. You have advantage on attack rolls against elemental fey fiends aberrations, which... Holy shit, because you have a fuckload of smites you can do. So if you can do advantage on that, how many 20s are you going to get? A lot. When you hit a creature, uh, they must make a, a charisma saving throw or be banished. Uh, banished to its native plane. On a successful save, the creature cannot be banished for... Uh, banished to its, oh, wow. There's no... Okay, um... It doesn't say for one turn or till the end of your next turn. It's a permanent banish. You just fucking ban it. Like if you're fighting an uh, extra planar beam, you just fucking banish them. They're gone. No waiting a minute because with normal banish, uh, after a minute, they stay there unless, you know, you know, something happens. Right. No, they're gone. And there is a banishing smite that follows that rules to where for one minute they're banished to a a harmless demi plane if they're from this plane or if they're extra planar to their home plane. And after a minute, either they come back or if they're extra planar, poof. No, 
this fucker's gone. <laughs> that that's a hell of a twentieth ability for one minute. If you're playing a fucking extra planar game, fighting a bunch of uh, a bunch of abolists and shit. Well, actually, abolists are from this plane, so you're fucked if you try to use it on those. But yeah, just whack, bye, whack, <laughs> bye, whack, bye, because you have three attacks if you're using a one-handed weapon. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Love- <sighs> you got any other ones you want to talk about, Jake? No, but I did just find something interesting. Sure. Hmm. Hold on. How did that? There we go. Um, I want to show you this. Have you ever tried this? I've. Uh, I actually tried helping uh, Nicole build her uh, druid on this. Mm-hmm. It was kind of shit. I didn't like it. Which one did you use? The quick or the standard? Period. Any of it, really. Uh, no, let's do it this way. The most, uh, not every uh, every player's handbook class, uh, subclass is on here, or archetype. Circle of the Moon's not on here by default. You have to pay for it. Circle of the Moon is the most common fucking druid subclass, but it's not there. Interesting. If you could, if you could input codes from your books into this to get access to your books, I would love it. Right. But I really don't want to fucking deal with rebuying shit, and it's kind of, kind of trash unless you pay for it. Which means this is probably pretty great for people who didn't buy the the books. Mm maybe maybe but also you can find resources that can do all this for you as well like you can get access to google drive sheets that are character sheets that will run just the same way there was a a dnd's whole format was kind of taken whole cloth from the shit that this uh one dude made i really wish i could remember the name of it but it had a lot of fucking coding you had to do right but it was really good because I played a game with some of Red's friends that they were using that. And yeah, it's a really nice way to build your characters through things, but it, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it personally. I guess if I had to play with it some more, I could start liking it, but yeah, I haven't had to, so I don't really need to. Fair enough. But yeah, I was a bitch trying to build her character. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. If, if it was, if there was a good free option, it's not a good free option. But right. Other I, than that app. Now, if there, if you could, which say, I can't use. Yeah, you can't. No, it's only on Android devices. No, it should be on iPod. Oh no, no. I, that Pathfinder app of mine is like yeah. that. But no, that's. That's a whole different ballgame. Pathfinder's Pathfinder. It's Paizo. And also, it's something someone made. It's not a, it's not a, a Paizo app. This oh, gotcha. dude just plugged everything in, and I fucking love that app. I, I, I still will play around with it. Like, I was a I, – I built a – I think it was a, a sorcerer because of the name, all right? Her name is Stava Lees, 
she is a cook, a a well-known chef with a restaurant, and she's always known as the magical Miss Stavelis. I just wanted to make a pun. <laughs> I just, so I, I like fucking, uh, I couldn't sleep. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a cat's reference. There we go. <laughs> I built a character just to make a cat's reference. It's great. I fucking love it. It's not something that we're exactly not known for. So truth, truth. Um, truth. Yeah, so, dude. I think I'm going to get back to some wow this upcoming week. Oh yeah, I got back um, into it. I my high mountain torrent is fine. Uh, today hit 110. Nice. I'm Dude, just trying. Dude, warrior my... is so easy to level. <laughs> oh yeah, for dungeons. Yeah, what? Uh, you probably just get into dungeons really as easy. As long as you have specific, if you have your uh, key binding. To where you can have shift whatever's like how I have my six button mouse. If I had to click things, I would fucking suck. <laughs> it's bad enough trying to do my shit with like everybody like pulling before I can even get to something. It's like, bitch, I'm a torrent. Okay. The only mobility I have is based off of my freaking legendary. That luckily, every time I've rolled a warrior, Jake, and for the Legion legendaries. Like I'll right. always have like a thousand of those things laying around on one character, so I can just get a legendary for them. Yeah. Every time it's a warrior, it's always the shoulders that give you two extra heroic leaps. That's the only way you're viable <laughs> is if you can heroic leap three times. But yeah, uh, makes sense. But yeah, no. Um, since the double XP um event for oh yeah, it's, it's the 14th, ends right on Tuesday. Um, I'm just like, whatever, I'll get my gunslinger to 75. She's at 60 something right now. So I'll, I'll try to get her to 75 and then just call it gravy. Yeah. Uh, hit up some of the, the flashpoints, the, just the basic ones, not the veteran ones. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing, Jake, even though they played this game for years, nobody does what they should because there's healing stations. So Nobody thinks you should CC. Nobody thinks you should properly tank. Nobody <laughs> thinks you should heal. It is exactly what you want in a game where you're afraid you don't know anything. Because nobody is doing what they should, and it drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> like, it drives me nuts when people don't do what they ought to do. It fucking... Like, even if you out-gear shit, okay, you still should be doing specific things. Like, Stunning specific in enemies. CC the fuck out of them. I was running through Mr. Pandaria trying to do some shit, and Mogushan Vault has this area where you need to fucking CC someone to make the light, make your life not hell. No matter what groups I ask, hey, can somebody CC that person? Mark them. CC the mark. Hey, CC the mark. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, you're just going to fuck around. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. The most somebody could do is a rogue blinded one of them once. And that at least gave me 30 seconds. Like, motherfuckers. <laughs> I swear, people, man. What a bunch of bastards. Yep. So that's about going to do it for this episode of Brothers Quarrel. Jake, tell them where they can get at us. 
Uh, you can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. Um, let's see. Send us an email, brothersquarrel at gmail.com. Um, let's see. Find us on all of your preferred podcatchers, minus SoundCloud. Um, <clears throat> is that it? Uh, rate and review on iTunes if you can. Rate and review on whatever you have. Uh, yeah, if you have something you want to talk, you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. Uh, all, all good for fucking somebody asking us, hey, why don't you talk about X? I love talking about X. I just never think about talking about X. Why don't you tell me to talk about X? Bob, I'm trying to decide how I want to play Cyberpunk. When it comes out? Yeah, I don't know if I want to get it on the computer or something else. Computer. I need to, I need to upgrade my computer. I need to get mine fucking looked at. I really do. I kind of yeah, I kind of want to update it. You'll want it for the computer. You'll see how e- how much easier it is to shoot people with a mouse. Holy shit. Oh, you know also a good thing about the computer? The joystick won't fucking slightly <laughs> fucking put in Borderlands, <laughs> put in Borderlands after playing Control. And my dues just <laughs> that does happen. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I know that you can like crack it open and readjust it because it's probably some like hand schmaltz got on it. <laughs> right. And it kind of like gummed up the works, but yeah, it's it's so like I broke out the second controller that I bought when I originally got it. I don't know why I bought two controllers. I don't ever fucking play with other people. I'm a fucking shut in. Dude, I gave you a controller. No, you didn't. You, yes, oh, I no, did. no, no, it's no, no. That's Xbox different. Controller. That's, that, that, that's so I can play fucking shit on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. My, uh, Jake, oh my it has a two foot cord. My couch is seven feet from my TV. <laughs> Fuck that's- you. <laughs> but that also reminds me that um like with destiny 2 or knights of the old republic 2 where they have the controller support i'm like shit i'd have to bring up like Don't. an xbox controller and jake learn in. how to play with a fucking mouse and keyboard i know it's i should game- jake one of those games you have three fucking abilities why the shit do you need a controller for it <laughs> the other game is a fucking turn-based action or turn-based uh rpg that you can pause <laughs> you can just fucking hit the space bar queue up what you want done and then hit the space bar sit back and relax that's how that fucking game works jake you yeah. queue up multiple attacks and then you just kick the fuck back <laughs> why the fuck do you need a controller <laughs> fair enough can't believe it's fucking nice of the old republic it's the one you're like well kind of just i don't want to i don't want to have no to i use think i would so that's at least me- makes some sense because you played it on another yeah medium, the but. first nights of the old republic doesn't have controller support it's part two that does so it the first one it doesn't need it just fucking slack up yeah <laughs> yeah so that's kind of on the 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 table for me to kind of start playing so and give it a shot we'll see and on that note (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for joining us you all uh talk about some dnd shit seriously you have some other dnd shit you want to talk about let us know uh just twitter comments email whatever the fuck you want but 
Until next time, we here at Brothers Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Unless you have an Eldritch Claw tattoo. Surprise round! <laughs> <laughs>